Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. I can't wait until January 20th when Biden officially takes office and Trump is out of the White House. Uh, I just can't take any more of Donald Trump, and I don't think... I know at least half the country can't either. Uh, this man is evil. He's bigoted. He lies. I'm laughing at as I say these things. A president's not supposed to be this way. Uh, all the stuff he's doing, these lawsuits and everything, they're all bullshit. Excuse the way I put it. Uh, he's wasting the country's time, the country's money, uh, and just basically screwing everything up. But we're getting there. We're getting there. And tonight, as we get there, I'm going to take you to Wilmington, Delaware, Washington, D.C., New Jersey, New York City, Key West, Guatemala, California, Marathon, and Ellis Island. We're going to start with uh, Biden, Joseph Biden, president-elect, and the 1 o'clock this afternoon, national TV, from Wilmington, Delaware, he introduced the first, his first nominees for the cabinet. I don't know, five, six, seven of them. He's got more than that to still appoint. But he introduced the first ones. And I've got to tell you something. It was a pleasure to listen to Biden speak. It was a pleasure to listen to uh, Kamala Harris speaking. It was an extreme pleasure to listen to his nominees speak. Uh, these were people, you could tell, who have had experience in the positions they're going to be handling as a member of his cabinet, uh, Biden's cabinet. And they had the credentials, and they were proud to be there. This was an item of pride to represent their country at this highest level. These weren't the type of people that Trump had been putting on his cabinet and in major offices for the last four years, who you could tell merely from the sound of their voices and what they talked about, that there was this threat of larceny in their hearts. These were corrupt people. They didn't know what the hell they were doing. Besides, they all danced to Trump's tune, which was to destroy America, because he didn't know what the hell he was doing and still doesn't know. Uh, I was very, very impressed with his nominees. Absolutely outstanding people. I got to tell you something. Their stories that they told. I mean, we have uh, an immigrant from Cuba who's going to be the head of one of uh, one of the departments. Uh, you had a black woman who's going to be the uh, representative of the United States of the United Nations. She spent 36 years already in the State Department. I never heard of her. I didn't hear, ever hear of most of these people. Uh, but they told about their background, and it was right there. And they were so thrilled, and they were humbled that they were being provided this opportunity to serve the country. They understood that they were public servants. Okay? Now, this is different from Trump's appointees. Go back four years and go back through the last four years. Recall cabinet meetings? Trump would, they were sat at the big conference table. Trump would speak about whatever he's going to talk about. 
And then he would, he wanted his cabinet members to speak. Obviously, they could contribute something. And each one had the same, <laughs> the same line. Each one had the same tune, they sang. Each one, when he was called Tom Jones, Mary Smith, said, Mr. President, you're doing a great job, a hell of a job. We're proud to be working with you. They didn't tell us anything about what they were doing, because only Trump could tell what, what was going on. Uh, but these people, all, and every time they had, he had somebody on TV, Mr. President, you're, I thank you, you're doing such a wonderful job. Even with the coronavirus, remember he went on every night for a few months with coronavirus several months ago, and the scientists would come up and say, Mr. President, you're doing such a wonderful job. Well, he can't be doing a wonderful job. He doesn't have... He doesn't understand everything that's going on. No president has the capacity to. He has to rely on his appointments. So it was a pleasure to see people speak frankly and honestly when they were being introduced today. Uh, and all I could tell you was impressive. So far, with the way uh, Biden is handling everything since Election Day, I'm impressed also handling Trump has been difficult because Trump hasn't gone the normal route and say, said, I got beat. Let me give you a hand. You're the new government in two months. He doesn't have the class to do that. He doesn't understand. It should be done and has been done. Okay, uh, now we're going to go to ah, Donald Trump and Chris Christie, former governor of New Jersey. Uh, Trump has had, he's got a bad lot of personal attorneys. In fact, there's a lot other than one or two people, like Chris Ray, head of the FBI, is a class act. But most of his people in the Justice Department and in the high levels where attorneys are working, representing, uh, doing things with the government, and especially this band, I'm going to call them band, they're like the gang that couldn't shoot straight. Uh, this this band of personal attorneys handling the election ballot cases. Uh, you know, it's, I, I'm so impressed. I think they've had 31 lawsuits so far in the last, what, two weeks, three weeks? And they've only won one. They're one for 30. What a lousy record. One for 30. This is Rudy Giuliani, the Sidney Powell that they brought on, because she was in the background on these cases initially. Uh, they're inept. They're bad lawyers. Giuliani has passed his time. 30 years ago, he's outstanding. He's, what, now 75, 78? I'm 85. I wouldn't walk in a courtroom again today uh, because you lose it after a while. You're just not as sharp because of age. Even if I were still practicing today, and I haven't practiced in 15 years, at 85, I would not walk into a courtroom. I would sit down and work with some paperwork, uh, talk with clients. But you lose the touch. It's an aging factor. So what did Donald Trump have to say about Rudy Giuliani and his personal attorney team? NBC reported this morning, okay, that Trump said he fears Giuliani and the other lawyers in the election ballot cases, okay, are, and I quote, fools that are making him look bad. He hired them. He appointed them. They are fools, he says, making me look bad. Well, it's easy to make Trump look bad because everything he does is bad. And, and they're doing his bidding. He wants to kill the ballots. 
the mail-in ballots for months now. He doesn't know if that's the way to success in upsetting this election. He, he just thinks somebody must have told him at one point, this is the way to do it, Mr. President, and he hangs with it. And these people who are, should be outstanding lawyers and aren't, this team of legal experts representing the president on a personal basis, and the president himself says about his attorneys, fools that are making me look bad. Then Chris Christie, governor of New Jersey at one time, uh, Christie can be sharp and he can be an ass at the same time. Uh, he's, he's a Republican. He was blind in supporting Trump the way he did the past four years. I just couldn't see it. Trump didn't do anything for him. What was he supporting him for? Okay, you never saw him appointed to anything. Well, Chris Christie was was a good lawyer, and he'd probably still be a good lawyer. He's a young fellow, and I think he's only in his 50s. Uh, he called Trump's legal team a, and I quote, a national embarrassment. Chris Christie called Trump Giuliani and the rest of the team a national embarrassment. And that's a great observation because they are. Now look today what happened with the stock market. The Dow went over 30,000 for the first time ever. Okay. Big. And it shot up. It was going down. Now it shot up a few thousand points. Why? Well, Trump went on the air immediately. He took credit for this rise, okay? Because, you know, people understand what he's doing. They want him to be president. They understand these lawsuits. Uh, they understand how he fights to stay in office because he wants to help the people. And, he, and I believe half the people in this country believe that garbage. But he took credit for it on TV today. Had nothing to do with it. Here's what did it. Number one, Biden was elected, Okay. Biden was elected, and he's doing a pretty smooth job with all the harassment that he's getting from Trump. He's still doing a calm, professional, looks like a, a president, talks like a president, acts like a president job. And with these appointees today, my God, he is a president. Uh, also, uh, there was difficulty because the president prevented that particular agency of the government that had to say that the acknowledge that the election was won by Biden or Trump, and that would open the door to uh, some monies, I think $10 million, so Biden's team could go to work uh, with their people in the White House to learn what's going on in each department and would have access to these departments. Well, the door opened for that yesterday, okay? The acknowledgement was made. That's a second reason now why the market went up today. And the third reason is the vaccine. Do you realize, as of today, there yesterday really, as of yesterday, there are four companies internationally that are prepared to go ahead with that vaccine very, very soon. You have the two in the United States, was it Mandura or Derna, Modern Era or something? And you had Pfeiffer, uh, Pfizer rather, I'm sorry. Both look promising. Uh, and even Dr. Fauci is impressed. Uh, then you have two in, in, in Europe. One's in England, I forget where the other one is, that don't look as good as our two companies, but it's good enough to have them produce uh, the vaccine, the numbers won't be quite as good. So things are looking up there because 
we ain't going to have any solution, any recovery from coronavirus till we get a vaccine. It's obvious. We had to have something that will prevent us from getting the disease. The trouble, and most people don't understand this, they're, they say they can do the vaccine. They're testing it right now. Uh, it used to take 10 to 15 years to test the vaccine. We're doing this in less than a year. Uh, but I believe it can be done. You know, when you devote a lot of attention and a lot of money to something, it gets done. The problem is we're not going to have, maybe in December, there will be some vaccines available in the United States. Uh, but it seems to be that we're not going to have sufficient vaccines to really make any kind of a dent till the late spring or early summer next year. And we won't, don't forget, we got 340, 50, 60 million people in this country. That's a lot of vaccines you got to have made. And if we, most of them are double shots, you got to get shot twice. Uh, it, we may not have this problem totally under control till. 2022 but we're getting there god bless america we are getting there eugene robinson in my opinion one of the greatest political columnists in the country uh one of the best persons i've ever read uh washington post opinion writer eugene robinson and I'll tell you what, this isn't why I respect the man, but he's a talented man because he and his wife spend the month of January every year here in Key West. She goes to her painting classes, and he goes all over town. He sits with people in restaurants, bars, talks to them, does speeches. Uh, and the man is regular, down-to-earth, Greeks truth. You know he knows what he's talking about. Well... In an article he wrote this past week in his column, and this was in the Washington Post, of course, Uh, the title of the article was, and I quote, Donald Trump's 2020 theme. I repeat, Donald Trump's 2020 theme, make America sick again. Make America sick again. Uh, Great article. The first three sentences of the article and the last sentence tell the whole story. I'm going to read you his first three sentences and his last sentence. His opening three sentences stated the obvious, and I quote, This is becoming like Greek tragedy. The nation is on fire with COVID-19. Cases and hospitalizations are soaring to unattainable new highs, and our leader does nothing but rage and moan about his own punishment at the hands of cruel fate. If it is true, then there whom the gods would destroy, they first make mad. You've heard this before. Those whom the gods would destroy, they first make mad. And so uh, Eugene Robinson went on to say, the President Donald Trump is finishing his shambolic, S-H-A-M, shambolic term in office as mad, King Donald. Cool. And his last sentence to his column uh, was right on. Quote, the theme of his failed re-election campaign should have been, and I quote, make America sick again. The theme of his his failed re-election campaign uh, should have been make America sick 
again. I can't wait till this guy's out of the White House. He's out of Washington. And I hope he gets sick and tired of all this stuff he's been throwing around. He doesn't want to be in the public eye that much. I fear he's going to, though. So who knows what's going to happen. I also sense that he's going to get arrested. If this man, he can be forgiven. He can be forgiven for his crimes, uh, federal crimes, but he can't be forgiven for non-federal crimes. And New York State's up his ass, I'll tell you right now. Uh, and I can see him getting indicted and arrested uh, within one to two months after he leaves office, because uh, that's the way it is. Uh, so here we are now. I'm going to talk about something that should be close to everyone's here in Key West. And it may be a story that not everyone in Key West is aware of. I did not learn this tale of woe, of sorrow, of sadness till yesterday. Angelica Harris is her name. Angelica Harris, 35 years old. She needs a life-saving donor kidney or she's had it. She needs a life-saving donor kidney. Originally born in the Philippines, she met her husband, who was a serviceman, while he was stationed in the Philippines. Uh, They met in 2012, married in 2014, and they moved back to the United States. He was uh, re-situated here in this country to Key West to serve on April 19th this year. uh, She got a job working in a resort here. Uh, but pandemic built up greatly just after the time she got the job, and so she's out on the street. She lost her job. But during the time uh, she was married to her husband, and the short time she was here, she did the necessary things and became a naturalized citizen, and she's very proud that she's a citizen of our country. Also, in the last couple of years, she's finished her master's, in business administration, would you believe it? She's got a master's in business administration. Can't get a job, understandable, but her husband's working for the Navy, and I'm sure they're paying him a lot. I'm making a joke. Uh, Let me give you the history of her kidney problem, because this is the way things happen. She and her husband were not able to conceive. She could not conceive. So they went to Miami to see a reproductive specialist. He did the usual lab work, and her creatine level came back 3.14. Creatine level 3.14. Not good. Normal range is 0.50 to 1.10. She was almost, he was triple in effect, uh, or a little better, depending where you start. So something's wrong with that. And it's generally a kidney problem. Okay, generally a kidney problem. So she, the doctor said to her, your levels have remained high in the retesting. We did her blood tests over, especially in the Korean. So in April, she was referred to a, I'm not going to pronounce this correctly, nephrologist, nephrologist, nephrologist. Uh, and he told her, this is a real kidney specialist, he told her, your kidneys are only functioning at a 16% level, not healthy. Your kidneys are only working, are only 
effective are only producing at a 16% level. And unless something is done that can correct this situation, in less than five years, you will be on dialysis. The diagnosis by the nephrologist was stage four chronic kidney disease, stage four chronic kidney disease. Any stage four disease is bad. Every time we hear someone has cancer, stage four, four, you know they're probably going to die. All right. The doctor told her, your solution to this problem is you've got to have a preemptive kidney transplant. That means you've got to get a new kidney right away. Now, what are you going to get a new kidney? You've got to get somebody to donate their kidney to you. Not easy. There aren't enough kidneys in this world, believe it or not. And also, there has to be a match between the donor and Angelica. Perfect match and blood, everything. So, now it's July. She completed all the kidney pre-transplant evaluations. Notice, this thing just started. My God, it started when? It started in uh, April. Now it's July. She's moving fast. She she completed her kidney pre-transplant evaluation. In August, she was approved for a kidney transplant at the Cleveland Clinic, Florida. Big operation. Cleveland Clinic, Florida, and at that time was actively listed on the United Network for Organ Sharing waiting list. You have to go on a waiting list. Once you go through all these tests and do all this paperwork and they say you're a candidate, you're not going to die right away. If we get your transplant, you'll be okay. You go on a waiting list. And that takes up to five years. There's not enough kidneys around, or let me say it another way, too many people need kidney transplants today. Uh, And again, they told her she had another five-year problem, might be on dialysis in five. She was also told she may have to wait five years to even find a proper kidney transplant donor. Well, lucky woman. In September, this girl's moving fast from April to September. All this is happening. A match was discovered. In California, there was a living donor, okay, who happened to learn about Angelica from Facebook. And I'll get to that in a minute. And she matched. It was a match. And so this woman in California was willing to donate a kidney. She went through all the donation processes and interviews And guess what? Even though she was a match, Angelica could not use her kidney. This woman was denied the opportunity to be a donor because of a urinary tract infection history, a urinary tract infection history. Well, Angelica, I've never met her, by the way. I'll tell you how I met her in a second here. Angelica said, I'm not going to put up with this. I'm going to help myself. God helps those who help themselves. And so she went on social media, okay? She went on social media, and the reason she went on social media, and she's still on the list, is because she doesn't want to go on dialysis. No way to live, okay? And one, she wants to live. Two, she doesn't want to go on dialysis. And three, she wants to become a mother. So she went out, she helped herself, she signed up with Facebook, and she signed up with Instagram. You can find her on Facebook under 
kidney for Angelica. That's all, kidney for Angelica. Enter it, and it'll come up, give you a little history. You can enter a message. And also, she's on Instagram, and it's at kidney for Angelica. You can find her there. Now, a local newspaper in Key West. Sorry to take so long, but it's a long story, and it's, it's, it's one that should be told. Uh, the Key West Weekly. Yesterday, I don't know where I got it, but I, all of a sudden I'm reading a month-old edition of the Key West Weekly. It was published October 22nd. I hadn't read it, and I picked it up someplace. And I'm leafing through it, and I read an article they wrote about Angelica and her need for a uh, new kidney. And the story is basically what I, I shared with you here tonight. Uh, and that's how I found her. So I, I sent her a me- an email immediately yesterday, and I said, look, I, I, you want coverage. That's why you're doing the Facebook, Instagram. I do a blog, keywestlu.com. 70,000 subscribers all over the world. In fact, I told her I have a big following in the Philippines, which I do. And I asked her permission if I could write about her. And she said yes. And I said, I also do a Tuesday night black talk radio show, this show, Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou, and may I share your story there also in hopes that perhaps I can help. And she says yes. And she told me she was going to listen. And if she is here tonight, I wish her... Good luck in her search, and anything and everything I can do for her, I am most happy to do. Let's all pitch in and see if one way or another you hear somebody wants to donate a kidney. Angelica Harris, Key West, Florida, Facebook and Instagram. Now, today is the 294th day I have been in quarantine because of coronavirus. I am in self-quarantine, 294 days. Not bad. There are days I get a little goofy, but it's not bad. Fortunately, I read, I write, uh, and it keeps me going, so I'm busy all day. Anyhow, it's self-quarantine because I'm afraid. I'm going to get the coronavirus, and I'm going to die. I'm 85 years old. They say the older you are, people over 80, you're gone, they tell you. I'm over 80, and I've got a bad heart, and I don't know what other, i got a lot of other little things wrong, but those are my two majors. I'm a candidate to pick up the disease easily, so I don't leave the house. I have everything delivered to me, even my groceries now, my drugs, everything. I don't walk outside my house. I haven't been off the front porch, except I have to go to the doctor quite a bit for tests. I have to go to the hospital for tests because uh, I'm into something new, too, involving my kidneys. It's another story. And uh, I stay home because I don't want to go near anybody. My daughter, Lisa, and her family, as you know, live in Key West. Thanksgiving's coming. I would spend Thanksgiving with Lisa. I have seen my daughter, her husband, and my two grandchildren, who I love dearly, Robert and uh, Allie, I've seen them twice in 294 days. When the, the family drove by my house, stopped in the middle of the road, I knew they called me, they were outside. They opened the windows on the car, I opened my front door, we waved at each other, said, I love you, and they were gone. Because you, you can't get next to each other. So Lisa called me Sunday and she says, you can't come here to eat Thanksgiving. I said, I wasn't planning on it for the same reason you're telling me you don't want me to come. I understand all this. Uh, and she understands, too. I spoke with her today, though. I said, here's what I want, because she says, I'll send you a dish. Here's what I want. I says, I want 
You know, in Turkey, more brown meat than black, more brown than white meat. I don't want any potatoes. I don't like white potatoes. She wasn't going to have yams. Uh, I want extra stuffing, a lot of gravy, and two pieces of your homemade pumpkin pie. So that's what I'll be eating sometime Thursday. I don't know when, and I'll enjoy the meal. Uh, I've been eating good while I've been confined here. Uh, I, the money I didn't spend going out, I've spent on food. I've treated myself well on food, put on a few pounds at the same time also because I'm getting no exercise. Now, my time's running out. i got 90 seconds. I just want to say this. In the next two to four weeks, don't be surprised if not everyone's going to get in a hospital who needs care for coronavirus uh, because we're running out of beds, we're running out of medical people to work on us, we're ready, running out of uh, everything we need, masks, everything else. And they're going to start deciding who lives or dies when you get to the hospital. Definitely, if you're my age, they are not going to admit you. They're going to admit a 40-year-old as opposed to me as an 85-year-old because the 40-year-old has a better chance of surviving. So that's what we're heading for. People are going to decide who lives or who dies. So cover your ass. Stay in if you can. Don't think you have to go out just for the sake of going out. Otherwise, somebody's going to say, you get in that line and you get in that line and you're going to go in the line uh, that ain't any good. Well, that's the show for this week. Thank you for joining me. Uh, I wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. May you be with some members of your family. I laugh as I say this. Uh, it's just funny. Everything's awkward this past year. Uh, but I thank you again for joining me tonight, and I look forward to being with you next week. Good night. <laughs>